Now I know that you do hate. You're listening to The Dollop on the All Things Comedy Network. This is an American history podcast where each week I, Dave Anthony, read a story to my nemesis, (laughs) Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic's going to be about. I'm hot, babe. Let's start. I wouldn't call what I just had to sit through as hot. What? Five minutes of mustache ride songs? (laughs) Yeah. That's right. Yeah, this is it's morning. It's uh, nobody. Morning? Nobody needs. I'm good. Nobody needs whatever it is you're doing in the morning. You're telling me you <clears> ain't <throat> got cash already... to ride upon my lip rash. Mustache rides, come on, won't no? Don't start the song yet. We're just getting good. If you got some cash, you can sit upon my mustache and... And called it, quote, his jam patch. Jam patch? I'm the fucking hippo guy! Dave, okay. My name's Gary. <laughs> my name's Gary. Wait, is it for fun? And this is not going to become the Tiggly Podcast. Okay. This is like anarchy! On a five-part coefficient. <laughs> room, now hit him with the puppy. You both present sick arguments. <laughs> no sleep tell hippo! No sleep tell hippo! Action partner. Gary. No. I see done, my friend. No. No. Rhoda. Rhoda in the court. All right. I just, I'm going to end that. I'm going to just, let's not do this. Do what? The podcast. Why? <laughs> What's the matter? We're having fun. You're enjoying yourself. I can tell you're having fun. A hundred inches of snow. In five different passes on the Sierra Nevada mountains this uh, this week or this couple of days, it's fine. I like the one. I like the one where like my mom's like, "Well, it's good because you need the rain and the water." I'm like, "Yeah, not like this. Like this is like we would love like a regular climate instead of just like it's it's almost like God's just like you like snow, you like rain, you Suck wanted it. you wanted some goddamn rain. How you like that?" Garrett, we are brought to you in part by Factor, and of course, uh, you uh, of all people are like, "What? What is Factor?" It's not something I said. I'm aware of what it is. Oh, then what is it? Why don't you tell me? Uh, well, it's a it's a, a meal de- meal delivery service. Oh, really? Yeah, you. Uh, so let me guess. They bring meals to your house, and they're really delicious. Well, Gareth, first of all, you skip the grocery store. You don't go to the grocery store. That's not where you order Factor. Okay. Um, I- the you, attitude. You, you skip the, the attitude is the issue. You skip for the me. chopping. You skip the prepping. Uh-huh. None of that. Uh, cleaning up too. It's a meal. You don't clean up after you eat this. Factor. No just way. Leave that's it their on the promise. table. No, no, no. And a guy. Yeah. Okay. Factor. Squalor guarantee. They're fresh. They're yep. never, never frozen. Yep. They're ready in just two minutes. Yep. All you do is heat it up and enjoy. I've had it. So the fact we could we could tag team this instead of you sort of. Well, I'll tell you you're what. You're condescending me a little bit. It's delicious. Yeah. Uh, it's full of flavors, which yeah. is part of the delicious thing. Yeah. They have, and there's a lot of good vegetarian options. Oh uh, yeah, they, they got uh, keto, keto. What do you say? Do you say keto, keto, keto. Why would we put an extra e in there if it's keto? Because I, don't, I mean, we've all decided we're going to pronounce it like that. I you don't, should be part of a society. I'm and not just part deal of with it. I'm not part of the keto society. It's just like how in England they call aluminum aluminium. Well, that's why we should go to war. Vegan and veggie options, uh, calorie smart, protein plus options on the menu each week, right? And then uh, it's prepared by chefs. Then dietitians come in, they approve it. Uh, that's er- the job I want out of the That's too. what I have. That's actually my You're job. The, wow. Yeah. I don't know if that's a good idea. Well, I needed to make some extra money because you're taking Relax. too big of a cut. Relax. 
Uh, and each meal has all of the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long. So you get your whole day out of it. Yep. Um, and uh, they got 34 chef-prepared, dietitian-approved. And then they have, six, they have six non-chef-prepared ones. We recommend avoiding those. Those <laughs> yeah, ones are ones. really weird. One of them was just a handful of receipts. That's not, yeah. That, and I that's, was like, it said it was, it just had handwritten spaghetti question mark I think on that the front. was an ad on the site for something else. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, and then uh, you can replenish your snack supply uh, also if, yeah. you, if you enjoy the snacks. Yes. So look, uh, you tried, you tried, and you know what they meals? don't talk about? Easy to just stack in a fridge. Is it? Yes. How many did you stack in there? I just don't. I'm probably like seven. They don't talk about the stackability of factor. But go ahead. What was your question? Well, what the, veggie what, options? Yeah, which ones did you enjoy? There was a, a great macaroni, uh, green beans. Maca macaroni. But yeah. Oh, listen to you. You're taking them. Are you doing the song? Maca macaroni, sit on it. Is that right? That's <laughs> not okay. I would maybe reach out to them and see if they're... They enjoy... No they were, like, improvised with the foods we make. Uh-huh. Sure. Um, so, uh, well, I'm trying to uh, trying to think of the, the thing I had recently, which was... Oh, yeah. I had the salmon. Pesto salmon. Mm. And it has... Uh, is, uh, Should I be beans. my mother reacting to what you just said? Green oh, that beans. That sounds lovely. Or was they call them hercol? Her oh, that sounds her lovely. Hercol. Oh, I love salmon with pesto. Uh, and then there's a little bit of creamed spinachy business. Oh, I love a bit of spinach with cream. Yeah, it's uh, it's really happening. I recommend uh, I recommend it. So, uh, what what did I do? Not much. I'm gonna have to. Oh, I lost the last page. So. <clears throat> Um, yeah, and I recommend it to anybody. So it's so easy. It's just I like the easy part. Yeah, I like the easy part. Yep, um, and tasty. Obviously, head to factormeals.com/dollop50 and use code dollop50 and get fifty percent off your first box. That's code dollop50 at factormeals.com/dollop50 to get fifty percent off your first box. Yeah, Gareth. Yeah, Dave. <clears throat> we are also brought to you. Oh my gosh! By Mind Bloom. Ah. Uh. Sweet, sweet. It blooms ye mind. See what they did? What a time. Um, mind bloom, of course. Uh, ketamine. Yeah. Uh, therapy, business experience. A lot of people have a hard time with anxiety and depression. Um, I've, I've had anxiety issues, uh, especially sitting next to Gareth. And, um, uh, and you know, it's tough. Yep. It's tough to deal with for some people. It is a great uh, time when we can be talking about something like this. Yeah. And it's so simple. Yeah. And for too long, Dave, the pharmaceutical industry, uh -oh. I'll stop. But this is great. Yeah, it's great. And people are having a hard time finding a therapist uh, out there right now. Um, and th people are like, I'll just exercise. Look, there's a little bit more to it. Um you can try all that stuff, you know? Yeah. Why not, why not meditate? Know, why not do not a better diet? It. But there are also more options. This is a great um, option. And sometimes you need them to, something to unlock your brain, which yep. is exactly what I would call this sort of thing. Um, new way of thinking, seeing the world. So maybe a, a guided ketamine therapy, is uh, that's the thing. Do I Yes, I'm into it. Um, it's the leader. Mind Bloom is the leader in at-home ketamine therapy, having safely helped thousands of people overcome their anxiety, depression. Just even hearing that makes me happy. Even Jose has had. Uh, oh yeah, he's had, well. He does ketamine. Oh, ketamine, right? Different. Well done. Take a lap. 
Uh, unlike traditional talk therapy, ketamine works quickly and doesn't have the unpleasant side effects of traditional antidepressants. In the study of over 1,200 mind bloom clients, 89% r- reported improvements in their anxiety and depression. <laughs> How are the numbers? Are they good? After only two sessions. Um, I'm going to do this. Uh, as I said before, my wife is a therapist. Her clients, she's had some clients do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's, a, she's a big fan. I have she's a like, friend who great. said it changed his life. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, get on board. Right now, MindBloom is offering our listeners $100 off your first six-session program. When you sign up at mindbloom.com slash dollop and use promo code dollop, take the first step and break free from your anxiety and depression with MindBloom. Mindbloom.com slash dollop and use code dollop. MindBloom, get involved. MindBloom, get some. I think that's the... Mm-hmm. That's what they've asked us to say. They have. Uh, Dave, I am not only a huge part of this podcast, I'm also a traveling stand-up comedian. That's right. I do stand-up comedy. And I have shows. You can go to GarethReynolds.com for all show information. But real quick, let me run you through them. March 13th, I'll be in Fort Wayne, Indiana. That's coming up. Then March 14th, March 13th, I'll be in Fort Wayne, Indiana. March 14th, I'll be in Indianapolis. March 15th, I'll be in Louisville. March 16th, I'll be in Columbus. March 17th, I'll be in Dayton. March 18th, two shows in Perrysburg, Ohio. March 19th, Cleveland, Ohio. March 21st, Lexington, Kentucky. March 22nd, Richmond Heights, which is St. Louis, basically. Uh, March 20th. 23rd, Kansas City at the Comedy Club of Kansas City, where I love it. And March 24th, 25th, Des Moines, Iowa. March 26th, the Omaha Funny Bone. And then April 12th, I'll be doing a crowd work only show, which is a blast. April 12th at the Tacoma Comedy Club. Uh, that's April 12th, crowd work, going to film it. It's going to be a disastrous joy. April 13th, Spokane Comedy Club. April 14th and 15th, I'll be in Bozeman, Montana at Last Best Comedy. Then May 5th, I'll be at the Dynasty Typewriter in Los Angeles. May 18th, I'll be at Stand Up Live in Phoenix, Arizona. July 12th, New York Comedy Club. July 13th, uh, Stanford, Connecticut, New York Comedy Club. It's a weird name. And then uh, go to GarethRollins.com for all those tickets and information. I'll be driving a van now that has a sliding door. Do you want me to open for you? I already have that all set. Dynasty Typewriter? I already have I'll be there. Yeah, I already have that all I'll set. do tight 10. Mm, I've seen your tight 10. It's not tight. It's a, it's a sloppy, loose 10. Do you not like it when the audience laughs? <laughs> no, not before me. No, no, no. And we should also mention we have another podcast, which is called The Pastimes. You can listen to it on that. We have a guest. We go through an old newspaper. And, David, we have a Patreon uh, Patreon, I think it's slash the dollop where we do chollops. We talk about small, little, weird things going on, like uh, rep- you know politics and stuff—the stuff that most people vilify us for. And then um, <laughs> we do quizzes, which are the greatest thing ever, right? Yeah. The quizzes where you quiz me on things we They're talk pretty great. about. It's, it's, like, it's like I'm diffusing a bomb each week. Yeah. It's a real nightmare. It's but uh, but that's all fun stuff to listen to. And uh, all right, here we go. Three, two, one, action. Date Anthony. December 25th, 1958. Mm. Year of our Lorhe. J-Town. Stop. <laughs> this- Christ. Oh, my God. It's one of those things, it is the Streisand effect. I should just let them go and not say that, don't say that. The then horses are out of the barn, I baby. Know, I know, Yeah. The, well, yeah. People love The wise men are out of the manger. People are now all over America seeing Jesus in a new way. I do, I will say we have a Christian bump. Yeah. And that's uh, not just what the priest has. Hey, we'll be right back. We'll be right back. We're weird. 
Oh boy, yeah, this is the old version. Okay. Um, this is the Old Testament. So what happened was my my computer did not did not sync with my uh, my file here. Okay. And uh, so this is and uh, I had a backup, and that also didn't work, which is nice. very interesting. I sent nice. it to myself, and it reverted to the old version. <laughs> well, just start sending them to me beforehand. <laughs> Um, so, uh, I said December 25th, 1958, uh, I'll try to remember, uh, the first couple of first couple of paragraphs. Um, Ricky Henley okay. was born in the city of Chicago mm -hmm. in Bethlehem. the backseat of an Oldsmobile nice. as they were driving to the hospital for the baby wow. to be delivered. That's always got to be strange. Yeah. I wonder if you feel relief in any way. I bet. Well, I know. I mean, if it's coming out, it's got to be. I mean, I've I've like you know, you know what it's like when you got to go to the bathroom and you're trying to make it's it. It's absolutely. I would never recommend that you compare having a baby with going absolutely. to the bathroom, especially if you want women to. To so our like female you. listeners, I empathize <laughs> with the miracle of childbirth. I've had to go to the toilet before. Oh, interesting. I don't know why. Why? Why am I? Why am I the bad guy? I get it. I'm saying. Okay, so it saved it saved different documents. Okay, we'll go with this. So did you find it? What's going I on? I found the beginning, uh, and then it just cuts off. Whatever. We'll just go with this. Okay. This, uh, is, this is jazz, baby. So his mother's Bobby. His and, mother's uh, Bobby? His mother's name is Bobby. Okay. And um, before she could name him, the hospital uh, processed the birth certificate, so he was just on the birth certificate. It's Boy Henley. Wow. His you father... What? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's, and that, and you're no, there's no, uh, no take backs. Uh, no, I think that's it. You're stuck. You're like, sorry, it's ink. You're like, but that's not your name's boy. Not, and meet girl Andrews. <laughs> uh, his father, John, uh, leaves when Ricky's two moves to Oakland. Okay. Uh, Ricky then lives with his grandmother in Pine Bluff, Arkansas until he's 10. Okay. And then the mom takes all the family. So he's got five brothers, takes them all out to Oakland. Okay. Where the dad is. Nice. But there's uh, definitely not estrangement. Oakland was a there's place. There's not estrangement? There is estrangement. There is estrangement. Uh, Oakland is a place where, uh, you know, a lot of people are fleeing the South. A lot of people are like, there's more hope out here. Mm -hmm. Of course, there wasn't. There's more redlining and everything else. But sure. um, they arrive in Oakland. Very negative man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, negative man. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, so they arrive in Oakland. Ricky's 10. He has an Arkansas accent. Sure. So he's getting, you know, shit from the kids. Right. Uh, he talks weird and all that. So he becomes a little self-conscious about how he speaks. Okay. So and, and it's, for those of us who aren't familiar with the Arkansas accent, Dave, can you? How do you do? Okay. Let's get us some fritters. All right. Thank you very much. Yeah. Okay. So now we're all seeing it very clearly. Yeah. Um, now, the lucky thing for Ricky is, which is the great, the great uh, equalizer, the great uh, the thing that gets rid of a lot of your... Uh, the issues that kids make fun of is athletic talent. Okay. If you have athletic talent, everyone's like, okay, I don't care what he's doing. Right. And Ricky has a shitload. Okay. So he's okay. What? Everything? Yeah, pretty much. Wow. But, boy, you really played freeze tag. Great. Boy, <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, I just found ghoul. I just started playing. I found it. That's cool. Well, when he's in eighth grade, I think it's eighth grade, he's 5'10 and 175 pounds. Sweet, sweet God. So he's me. <laughs> <laughs> he's a little bit bigger. Oh, man. He made an immediate impression playing football. That sure. was his love. Um, 
The other big athlete in the area, Fred Atkins, said he decided to test Ricky to see how good he was. Quote, he hit me so hard he knocked me into a tree. Come on. So, yeah, so he was just a beast. (laughs) He's a cartoon character? Yeah. Okay. So uh, this area, Oakland, uh, West Oakland, churns out professional athletes. Sure. Um, Frank Robinson, Kurt Flood, Burt Russell. Lee Lacey. Um, All the bigs. It's because of the there's redlining in Oakland. Okay. Um, the whites flee this area. Sure. West Oakland becomes overcrowded, the ghetto, the whole, you know, the stereotypical America sure. story. Ha- author Howard Bryant, quote, a staggeringly deliberate process. I, let me, may I jump in quickly? Go ahead, because sir. Because as someone who uh, adores this this great country, best country on earth. Best country. I don't. No, no, no. You're 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 going against that, and I don't I enjoy don't. it. So if we could, let, let's have fun. Let's do a story, and let's kind of take some of the political attitude out of it. Can we make it a little more, uh, you know, just enjoyable for everybody? Nope. It's the, and will you sign off on the fact that we live on the best country? Uh, you first would, of all, you would enjoy Florida. I live in Florida part time. Okay. Yeah, a lot yeah, of my time that, is spent in uh, Ebor City. Yeah. Yeah. Ebor City. Yeah. Where the Ebors are? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know those those snouted Tampa Bay people. Yeah, <laughs> we're the Ebors. <laughs> so uh, all the kids played in a place called Bushrod Park. Okay, um, nice, nice park. Oakland Raiders uh, practiced there in like sure. the early '60s. So um, there's a lot of obviously it's West Oakland. There's a lot of friction between the locals and the cops. Okay, white cops. Yeah, sure. The Black Panthers come into existence nice. around this time to fight back against uh, police, you know, pulling over and, and beating up and doing their thing. It's nice that that did get solved, too. Yeah, that's gone. Uh, baseball is the main sport. Okay. And Ricky was a good baseball player, but he didn't really like it. Okay. What's his name again? Ricky. Well, uh, his mom meets another guy. Okay. Paul Henderson. Oh, uh, there we go. And nice. uh, Paul, uh, uh, he he takes that name, Ricky. Ricky uh, Henderson. adopted. And sure. Paul Henderson. So Ricky becomes Ricky Henderson. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, football's his game, not, mm-hmm. uh, not baseball, which he doesn't really like. Uh, he goes to Oakland Technical High School. He's insanely good at football. Sure. Uh, he's very competitive. Uh, local Lloyd Mosby, who went on to play pro baseball, said, quote, ping pong, he had to win. We played dominoes, he has to win. No matter what it was, jacks, he has to win. Talk to anyone, and those stories will be consistent. Ricky's Ricky always had to win. <laughs> Connect four, he cheats. Guess who? You know. But, I mean, one would think that you'd be, like, talking about, like, I don't know, like, stickball or basketball, but instead you're like, dominoes, he's got it. Jacks, win. <laughs> I mean, he was in. He loved. He's just playing. insanely competitive. It's, it's like in the Last Dance with Michael Jordan, where he and the security guards play the game where you throw the quarter up close yeah. to the wall, and he's like putting like. <laughs> it's just like it. It's the compulsion will never end. And yeah. I mean, Finn's like that. It's that athletic thing. Oh. Um, so Ricky was sure he would be a pro athlete when he was thirteen. Sure. So he starts just. He's like, I'm going to be a pro athlete. That's right. what I'm going to do. Uh, from then on, he uh, he expected it. School was annoying to him. Sure, I he, get that. He was very good at math. Reading was very difficult because the words were jumbled. Hmm, I don't well, know. Uh, yeah, I don't know either. Wonder what that Certainly is. Certainly nothing you'd ask the kid about. Yeah, was he exclastic? A 
school counselor said she would pay Ricky to play baseball. So who's this counselor? Well, she's a, she's a woman who uh, lives there. She wants to keep kids out of trouble. So we want to like, sign you. So she does this with all the kids. Quarter Pays for a, them? Quarter for a, a run. Can you imagine a time where someone working at a school had enough I know. disposable income <laughs> to bribe the kids? <laughs> but so it was a quarter for uh, oh, a Oh, so she's not, right, okay. Uh, for a run, a stolen so base. she's not like a thousand bucks. No, it's Take not Take him out, much. Ricky. Uh, Ricky said, quote, I'm about to make some money. Hmm. He this feels like a maybe a bad precedent in the long term. <laughs> I'm sure her heart was in the right place. But soon he was making enough to eat lunch. Uh, and after one game, she owed him $5.25. Jeez. That's just quarters so she's only. she's like, all right, so we need to renegotiate because this obviously I'm getting, I'm getting screwed in this. Uh, so new... we got to mortgage the house. Oh, yeah. What happened? Well, I... Ricky is really good. I, I ended up paying a kid a quarter for uh good sporting deeds and uh yeah he's just done so much better and i have to tell you uh i have sold grace what grace has been sold she was the weakest of the three and um no yes as the youngest she had the least chance of survival you can't uh, just sell she's sold but ricky is really good he's not our child well no but I've signed him to an overall. <laughs> so Well, I still have the pictures of yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, no, sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, a new baseball coach uh, comes into the high school. Okay. Uh, he, he was the school's driving instructor. Nice. He knows absolutely nothing about baseball. Well, now see, you're going to go faster if you take a car. So he shows up the first day, and he picks the varsity and JV teams. The first day? Without watching them play. The first day? He just points and goes, you, JV, you, varsity, JV, you, varsity. You, <laughs> um, And he puts Ricky on the JV team. And Ricky said, quote, you must not know who I am. <laughs> I'm driving. <laughs> so... Uh, there's no fence between the JV and varsity fields. They're back to back. So oh Ricky, so he's uh, just plowing. No. So his answer to this was that on that first day was to run and catch the balls hit to center field for both teams. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, when the varsity team was hitting, Ricky just went up and started hitting. And when he was done, the coach put him on varsity. All right. You're right. No, you know, yeah. As some people say I should probably start watching you all before I'm making these large sweeping judgments. But uh, all right, you made a good point. Now, as a football player, he is known all over the Bay Area. Uh-huh. Even pro pitcher Mike Norris, who was on the Oakland A's at the time, went down just to see Ricky play football. Okay. Because he's, like he's like incredible to watch. Uh, and because he's so good at sports, his teachers are just passing him without learning anything. Nice. He meets his... That's like me with uh, drama. Um, just getting in trouble with people or just being a, a particular problem? I was so great as Dogberry in Much Ado that they said, you can't let this kid thrive, which is why I was had a plethora of options when it came to university. They were lining up. Did a lot of monologues, too. You're looking at Elwood P. Dowd <laughs> and Harvey. The lead? Hello? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, I know. Yeah. yeah. Hello? Yeah. yeah. I, I don't... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he meets his girlfriend, Pamela Palmer. 
uh, when she was doing stats for the football team. They're still together today. Wow. Ricky and Fred had uh, a friend. So Ricky and Fred are tight because they're like the big athletes. Uh-huh. Um, they have a friend who is a bat boy for the A's. So they'd hang out there sometimes. Mm-hmm. His younger brother, the player is called Hammer. Okay. Who, who's younger brother? The, the, the bat boy? friend. Oh, their, their friend, friend the, bat, the bat boy's younger brother. He had a younger brother that nicknamed Hammer who I eventually- I did not realize the bat boy had such access to like getting people in. <laughs> hey, leave him alone. He's with the bat boy. Let him be at the club. Come on, go, we'll get back, you guys. Bottle serve. You with the bat boy? Come on, you three. Let's set go. him up. Come on, set him up, boys. He's they've got the bat boy here. Bat boy. Uh, yeah, the player's called the younger brother Hammer, and he becomes MC Hammer. Oh my god. Yeah. Wow. You didn't know that. That's that the story. You didn't know Hammer? No. Yeah, he he was uh, he was hanging around the A's all the time. Wow. Yeah, when he was a kid. Um, but so Ricky would go there and hang out, but. He sees himself as an equal with the pros. I'm still a little fixated on the MC Hammer <laughs> fact. I'm not going to lie. Uh, okay, so he's hanging out Ricky's with Ricky's like, I am going to play, so these are my peers. Sure. Not like in awe. Right. Uh, um, one, Reg Jackson was on the team who was just known as Reggie, so Ricky started calling himself just Ricky. Okay, Interesting. And then he never forgot when he asked Reggie for an autograph, and Reggie said no. Wow. He never, never let it go. Um, baseball scouts start checking out Ricky a little bit. Um, uh, what, what, high school now? Yeah, we're in okay. high school. Uh, everyone, everyone thinks he's going to the NFL. Mm-hmm. And scouts don't see a baseball player. Right. He's built like a football player. Right. Um, he also batted right and threw left, and they – there's all these things in baseball. They just decide that's not going to work. Why? That has it's irrelevant, isn't it? It's it it's totally irrelevant. But they just decide. They don't let, your brain's all knotted up. <laughs> you ain't got a right brain. You can't be doing left stuff if you're left and right. You understand? We don't have the equipment to accommodate your bizarro swappy mind. Yeah, you've done some weird stuff. You're doing and, a lot uh, of weird. No brain is like right, left. The brain strange. can't handle it. That's why the brain is only one side. Yeah, you understand. If you actually watch me play, I'm doing very well doing that. Yes, but and you are great. But do you understand that when you're hitting yeah. one side and you're throwing another, you understand how complicated that's going to be for us to map out the actual game? Where are we going to put you? Right, left field? What are we going to give you? Two bats? It's all bizarre. We don't have the budget to accommodate someone with a mush mind. <laughs> You stupid boy. Okay. Your brain's all strange. I'm going to play football. Yeah, football. You can't play football. I just run. How are you going to run left if you're thinking right? You ever done that? <laughs> what are you going to do? Right. Have two right shoes? I don't want to be Let me guess. You. You're probably going to put mittens on your feet and the cleats on your hands. I... Think of What are we going to give you? No, no, a left-sided no. lace football? Hold think on. of how weird that's going to be. I'm thinking about the mittens and we're gonna the cleats. Put, we're gonna, what are we going to put? Laces on both sides of the ball? How are you going to drink Gatorade out of both your hands? I'm still thinking about the mittens on my feet. Yeah. That's that's, a, yeah. Sounds well, good. A, well, Nike's doing a big mitten thing. A mitten? Oh. Yeah. Nike mittens? I love that. Yeah. Nittens. Nittens. Put your goddamn hand down. <laughs> By the way, you should be using the other hand to high five, you stupid man. So, um, yeah, there's all these things in baseball they do that with. They just go, nope, that can't work. That's cool. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, so they just immediately wrote them off because of that. But there's an A scout because he lived there, mm-hmm. and uh, he saw Ricky a lot, and he's like, "That guy's a baseball." Yeah, hey, don't player. you shower at the stadium? <laughs> you hanging out with, with Hammer? The, don't you hang out with Hammer at the stadium? <laughs> uh, 
when the main doubt when the main Do- Dodger scout, the number one LA Dodger scout, came to watch Ricky. Ricky struck out in his first two at bats, and the scout stood up and said, "I've seen enough," and left. How in baseball? Because <laughs> I, I don't I don't watch a lot of baseball, but two at bats to f- fully form an opinion. Yeah. I guess maybe on like stance and stuff like that by how much he missed the ball, but still. I have, two? I have talked to that baseball. guy was just like I'm not very invested in this. I've talked to baseball guys and they said I can tell if you're a baseball player within two minutes of how you move. Okay, so, so just that's like, just what they think. Like right. that's their that's right. their mindset. Um, not what you would think about Ricky. As soon as the guy left, Ricky hit two monster home runs as next to a bats. Right. So essentially, the Dodgers lost out on Ricky Henderson. You must be gutted. <laughs> because Yo, you the scout was lazy. You? Yeah, it crushed crushes me. Oh, uh, you man. know my you know my team. Well, um, that's supper. Give me five minutes. <laughs> I'll see y'all later. I'm going to a place where you can do all you can eat spaghetti. <laughs> uh, so, pretty much only the A's scout was hot on Ricky. Okay. Um, and he so he gets to know uh, Bobby and he and and Ricky. Um, at 17, Ricky told the scout, "Quote: I want to be the greatest." Base stealer of all time. Okay. Don't you think, because like, there's that story of Tom Brady. He goes up to Robert Kraft after they draft him. He goes, I'm going to be the greatest decision this franchise ever made. I, I bet a lot of athletes say stuff like that. It's just we remember there's a, some great ones. I don't know. I know. I, I don't know Like, about I bet you that. Vinny Testaverde was like, I'm going to be the greatest thing that ever happened to this sport. I, I sure think Martin Gramatica was like, I, you'll never forget me. I, I, I definitely think there are some. Like, there's a huge problem with people trying to become pro athletes, and then, especially in baseball, and then not being able to do it. Yeah. And then their life is just crushed. Like, oh, yeah, they just of course. Are just, yeah. You know, yeah. A mess. <laughs> Um, so a scout tells the scout tells Daisy goes, you guys, like nobody goes up to him is like, I'm going to be pretty. Okay. I'll probably play two years and then there's, that'll be it. There's a ton of guys that are like, God, I hope I can just get in there. Yeah. There's yeah. A lot. There's yeah. A lot. For sure, yeah. Um, so the scout goes to Daisy goes, draft this guy high. Now people don't know what, if you're from Australia, a draft is, uh, they pick, they pick players coming out of high school and college. Right. Okay. Pick players coming out of high school As and they college. Base. What are they? What what do they how do they make the decision? Um, the kids are just available, and then they have uh, they have an order. The teams go in an order based on what their but what's that? Yeah, what's records that were the last season. I uh, see. So boy, worst to go like worst go first, right? Yeah. Oh, right, worst go first. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's a very chug 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 chug. Right, it's socialism, but uh, we pretend like it's not what it is. Pardon. Hmm? Okay, so I talked to you earlier about this. Can we keep your little political stuff out of the episode? That'd be nice. Some of us are trying to broaden the the appeal. For some reason, we try to make things all equal in sports. Um, So uh, he's like, draft him, draft him high. Uh, The A's are like, well, we because so each slot is gets a certain amount of money. Okay, and like you're drafted number one right Right. now, you get like six million dollars or something. Wow, imagine. (laughs) Yeah, I know it's crazy. So so that he goes to the A's, he says this, and the A's guys, the A's are like, we can give him 10 grand. Wow. Which means draft much lower. Right. Um, so the scout, who's a black guy who had played baseball, who's from Oakland, is like, well, this is just blatant racism. Right. Because teams would often try to sign players, for they still do, for less than they're worth. Right. They try to get away with it. And they target... Kids from single mothers. Mm. God damn. So if they find out a black kid from Oakland has uh, a, a single mother, 
they're going to target him oh because God. they know they can lowball uh, and and tell right, the mom ten yeah, grand right, and right. she needs the money. Right. And they would say this out loud. Well, it's that's not, and that's what's great about that's what's great about the freedom. That's <laughs> really just is. really great to be able you to just say that. it's free speech. Say it, <laughs> say it loud and proud. <laughs> um. So. Even though he loves football, Bobby is worried that he would get injured playing football because in baseball, you go into what's called the minors. It's mm-hmm. a professional league. You don't get paid that much, but it's a professional Minors? League. Well, like for kids who go in caves. No, it is a, it is a, a lower level of sports where you try to work oh, right, up through like the minors baseball. to get to the majors. Right, right. Right? Yeah. Baby baseball, baby yeah. Baby baseball, yeah. Now, in co- now there's no system like that in football. So in football, you go right. to play for a college for free. Oh, nice. For That's four great. years. Yeah, you don't get right. any money. Oh, nice. Yeah. And then if you survive, you yeah. get drafted. But if you don't, then what, do you, what have you got? You're fucked. You're fucked. Oh, you lost yeah, over and you just got Well, you got an education. Injury, maybe. Which is a shitty one, usually. Right. You didn't yeah, actually because teachers try. Probably, right. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, right, okay, yeah. yeah. they, they just pass you. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's wow. fine. Glug, 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 glug. Um, so she's worried he'll get injured playing uh, uh, football. Also, he doesn't have the grades to get into college, so he would have right. to go to a junior a junior college Juco, first, right. two year college first. So, baseball is immediate money. Uh, he's drafted with the ninety sixth pick overall and takes the ten thousand. But he never forgot that he had been lowballed. Right? Yeah, it seems he's, like he's got he, one of those memories. Going in, he's like, "Well, they're already screwing me." Right. So Ricky uh, is first sent to play in Boise. Your shirt, which is on your shirt. We got it at an airport, and the woman said, when you wash it, wash it inside out. Ah. Never heard that That's the kind of advice you get in Boise. Mm -hmm. Um, The manager there was 27 years old, and he had zero problem with Ricky's sort of flashy style. Okay. And and the running. Manager told him to steal bases as much as possible. Whenever he wanted to go, just run. Right. He teaches Ricky the things that you need to know to run on a pitcher, the little, like clues and stuff sure. it's a whole it's like a whole science you just got to watch the guy and study him and then right. you know when to run um and so i mean he, it would so when he's looking at you don't make a move uh-huh yeah he's clocking you right there he's gonna see what you're gonna do. no i think that's when i run no no, no. then what he's gonna do is uh-huh. he's gonna start thinking about throwing the ball yeah hees gonna get comfortable he's and gonna that's turn when his I stay. Back. that's when i that's stay that's when you move no yes Listen to me. This is complicated. <laughs> He's not looking high, at me. Not, not, listen to me. He's looking at me and I, I run. No, no, no. That's when he's looking at you. Yeah, that's when I go. No, that, he'll get you. Terrifies him. No. I run no. at him. No, you do not run at him. Okay. Now, what you do is he'll be looking at you, studying mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Then when he turns his back, don't open a beer while I'm talking Here to you. Here we go. Then he'll turn his back. Mm-hmm. Then he's starting to think about throw. That's when you go. Think about that. Stay. When you think, no, shut, listen. Okay. When, when he's looking to throw, that's when you go. When he's looking at you, don't try to get to base two. That's, those are the, that's the, that's, now that's, you're going to remember that, obviously. Sadly. When he's looking at you, don't go to base two. When he's looking to throw, that's not when you go. When he's looking at you. <laughs> okay, don't make it oh, All right, well, it just didn't seem like you, I thought maybe I'd jingle it. Um. So uh, Ricky does very well. Is quickly promoted to the next minor leagues. He's now he's in A ball in Modesto. Okay, gorgeous. After two months, he is projected to break the league stolen base record. Wow. 
In May, he's playing the A's are playing the Giants. Okay. And Gar- they're garbage franchise. Well, this is the Modesto A's playing the whatever, oh, probably Las I was, Vegas. I was Giants. trying to hurt you. I know. Um, they're losing 22 to 7. The A's are. Yeah. Okay. But they keep stealing, which right. is unwritten rules, unspoken. You don't try to steal when the game's over because okay. you're padding your stats. Right. It's considered selfish, blah, right. blah, right. blah. Um, so the Giants catcher, Wayne Cato, is furious. And he's very loud about it. He's screaming on the bench. He's you know saying all this stuff. Um, so the unwritten rules are baseball polices itself, right? That's the idea. Some things are very frowned upon, like when one team is way ahead or behind and mm-hmm. people are stealing. There's a bunch of these rules you're not supposed to do. It's considered padding the stats. It's, it's showing up the other team is right. what they say. But it's also a way for these white guys who controlled the game to keep their boring, stiff game in place. Yeah, I was just going to say. And keep the flair yeah. and uh, the, the flair that dominated the Negro League out of baseball. Yeah. Also, it's exciting. It's exciting. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And just now, again, I don't want to get political, but it sounds a bit shitty. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it essentially was their way of keeping people of color out of baseball. Yeah. It was like a. Uh, it came from like, you you're know, playing, you're playing, yeah, pre integrated baseball right. is this is how you play stodgy, right. sort of boring. Yeah. Um, so the two teams, a gentleman's game, that's gentleman's right. Game. We don't do this, it's how a gentleman's you? game. What are you thinking? So the two teams meet later that week, and Ricky steals seven bases, which is the single game record for all pro baseball. <laughs> all the way really top annoying. Of the yeah. Um, there's a lot of trash talk. He's stealing more bases. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of trash talk. Ricky, Ricky really enjoys the tra- trash talk. Cato uh, keeps yelling I think from Keto. By the way, Keto keeps yelling from the A's dugout, just screaming at them. I like um, that they're like the catcher. The, he's a non-starting catcher, obviously. He's a starting catcher. Oh, he is. Well, but when they're batting and stuff, he's over there yelling. Oh, oh yeah, right. He never right, stops yelling. Right, right. Um, Wait, he's on the A's. This guy's on the Giants. Oh, okay. All right. Sorry. Um, he, but there are guys. You'll see. Okay. Um, so uh, after the game, Ricky said, uh, "Quote: We figured we needed to. We figured he needed to be taught a lesson." Mm. So this is a giant Delicious. reversal of what is right. So here's a team of young. There's some younger black guys who are stealing and running at will. And he's saying, you need to be taught a lesson when their whole thing is, you need to be taught a lesson. No, the white girls say you're the one who gets the lesson. If anyone's teaching a lesson, so sports writers start to notice, Ricky. They start writing about him. The Modesto B starts a a daily little square called the crime report of how many bases they steal. Oh, wow. Ricky breaks the league record in August. August He breaks it off a catcher named Joe Madden, and he wins league MVP. Wow. So Ricky has a weird batting stance. Sure. You're supposed to go in there. The gentleman, brain's all knotted the up. The gentlemanly thing is you go in and you stand. And you, so the, the way the strike zone is, it's arguably whatever. It moves around a lot, but it's between your knees and your chest. It's basically nips to dicks. N- nips to dicks. But you don't crouch. You're not supposed to crouch down into a tiny Shrink ball. It. Makes him insane. But he had this weird. He fetal positions. He leaned. He leaned back. Uh huh. And he did like this weird crouchy thing. So you had to throw the ball in this perfect little spot to get a strike. 
But that perfect little spot was exactly where he could fucking crush it. I feel like I could do it, and I could shrink it so tiny <laughs> that you couldn't even pitch us. Like, they'd be like, well, this guy. The he's the most walkable batter ever. Well, the problem is, is that you... Most guys can't hit that way, right? But he can, right? Yeah, right. So it's so they're mad about it, right? Of course. Well, they are, Dave. This is a gentleman's game. There's the rules, <laughs> and then there's the unwritten rules. There's the rules, and then there's the rules where you put a black light on the rules, and you see the other rules. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a uh, a pitcher said, "Quote: The guy is impossible to pitch to. His strike zone is about ten inches deep. He drives me crazy, and the umpires too." Hmm. So now the A's owner, who owns all the franchises we're talking about, sure. is Charlie Finley. He is a extraordinarily well-known cheap asshole. Okay. He had built a dynasty in Oakland in the early 70s, but then free agency happens. And that's... And free agency is when players can, after a few short years, can now sign to any team they want. Before that, it was like you had, you were stuck with that team. They owned Forever? you. Forever? The first person who signed your contract owned you. You could sell it to other teams, but they, you were, even if the contract ran out, they're like, nah, you're still here. Wow. Um, so, so it, that's gone now. Uh, that ends in the, that is crazy. It ends in the mid seventies. Yeah. It's suck. insane. Yeah. Your career sucks. You live here. You're mine. Oh yeah. They could just fuck yeah. with guys. Yeah. I guess that's what happened with Archie Manning in the States. Yeah. 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 Um, so in 1978, Ricky is sent to double a New Jersey Indians. So he goes up a notch. Okay. Um, the ballpark is horrifying. Buck Showalter quote, that was the shithole of America. Nice. The, the lighting was just five lights on one pole. What? So players could barely see the ball at night games. I, I kind of want to say, you know when you go night bowling? Yes. And it's like, it's hard. Yeah, that would be like exciting almost. Well, nothing has been more terrifying in my life than when Finn, you know, started throwing like 60, 60 plus And he would want to play catch. In the and dark. then it would start to get yeah. darker. Yeah. You're like, I'm going to die. Makes contact with the ball, goes deep left. I can't see what's happening right now. And probably someone's trying to look for it. Can't see much. I can sort of see some reflectors on some of the athletes' shoes. Unable to tell what's happening. Men are storming around the bases. It looks like it's going to be an in-the-park grand slam. Maybe it's out of the park. It's hard to tell. Honestly, right now, I can't even tell if there's more than six guys on the field. But everyone's there. And the ball's thrown. The ball's thrown. Comes out of a black cave. I can't see anything. That's right. Grandpa's dead. Uh, so he wins MVP. Um, I already said that, right? Um, yes. So he, uh, he, this is a terrible place. He's away from his family for the first time. Um, Finley is so cheap, he puts them in hand-me-down uniforms. But he tells the staff to take care of, of four players. And one is Mike Norris, who was having problems in Major League Baseball, and they sent him down here to work on his mm-hmm. stuff, like figure out his pitches, work mm-hmm. on it again. Because there's all these little tweaks you can do. So he comes back down to like, I'm just going to throw the ball and work on it. Um, so Ricky's one of the chosen, chosen guys here. Um, and Finley makes sure they're treated well. Those four guys. So you guys are getting uh, new uniforms. Don't tell the other. <laughs> These are the only uniforms without meatball stains. They, we're actually going to wash yours. These are washed uniforms. So the New Jersey manager is a guy named John Edward Kennedy. Uh, he's a white guy. Played for 12 years in Major League Baseball. He didn't like Ricky on site. Now, Dave 
Why? How? First of all, a Kennedy. That's crazy. I know, right? A but John how Kennedy. Would, how How on site would he not? Let's it isn't like, it interesting. I'm, I'm just curious uh -huh. what it is about the aesthetic of Ricky that makes him on site is the quote. He had, he had big, strong legs. He's like he had like running he's back like legs. He's like a centaur. <laughs> that might have been it. That's what it is. Yeah. Well, no cent. Get him a pan flute. No centaurs playing for us. Uh... All the black players on the team thought he just resented the fact that black players were entering the game. Oh, a come lot on. More. Come on. The game, game had been integrated for a while, but for years, black players weren't drawing attention to themselves. And this was like the second generation, I think, of black players in baseball. And these guys had grown up in a different time. They, they're so from Oakland. They've seen the Black Panthers, the, they've seen Muhammad the Ali. Originals, the originals weren't comfortable. And uh -huh. these players are maybe a little more comfortable. They're a little and more, that's making the white owners a little more uncomfortable. And they're a little more like, this is a fucking show. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so How many times do we have to walk you through all the unwritten rules? <laughs> <laughs> like, a, a Jackie Robinson has to literally yes. behave himself in You're the worst. Completed. Yeah, the worst behavior. Yes. He has to remain a gentleman. Yes, well, now we're years up. later, right. and they're like, no, I'm going to do my shit. Yeah. I'm going to do my shit. Uh, when that man cleated you, you swore at him. <laughs> you don't understand how this... Let me show you the unwritten rules. So, uh, yeah, like I said, they've grown up watching the Panthers and Muhammad Ali, and Ricky idolizes Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Um, so some have style and flair, some of these, these players. Sure. New Jersey is Ricky's first real taste of an angry white dude resistance. Right. The unwritten rules are, as I said, <laughs> unwritten rules is just an amazing term for how you disguise it is, the kind of racist edicts. It is such a it is such a complicated thing because I do get the stats thing. I I get like sure. I the, get the stats thing. Sure. Like if the game doesn't matter, sure, they put in worse pitchers. Like it's a whole sure. different thing. I kind of get that, but also like, okay, so you're protecting the stats of what? Well, old white guys. Right. So it's a total like, you know what I mean? The unwritten rule one, don't be black. <laughs> you have not read these? Good golly. <laughs> um, so this guy is is not, not pleased about these players drawing attention to themselves. Um, <laughs> Which, by the way, if you're an owner... It's like it's so amazing to watch the conflict of race versus money. Because like if yeah. you're an owner, you'd be like, well, yeah, that's like people are going to be interested in that, and that's going to make yeah. you more money. Yeah. But they're like, I don't want that kind of money. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Ricky said, "Quote: Kennedy was a redneck, one of them, a real redneck." So he's just saying flat out, this guy's a fucking Red racist. Redneck's like, how dare you characterize a group of people based on just one... Th what? That is... <laughs> how dare you? Ah. That is... Do you know what it feels like to be lumped in with a bunch of people? Yeah, I do. Well, it hurts. No, because, I know. Yeah, because you look at us and you think, oh, they all do the same thing. They're drinking moonshine. They're all named Bubba. They all got overalls with one snap on them. They're right. chewing hay. They're just playing a washboard on the porch. Do you have any idea what it's like to have someone just decide you that just based on appearance? You're literally you holding a washboard. Yeah, well, because I'm halfway through playing it. <laughs> Bubba could have gun. <clears throat> Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, 
to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it let's see you there hey there people listening to the dollop uh this is gareth yes this same guy i listen i have a new podcast called we're here to help that i'm doing with my friend jake johnson it's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't but we try to help people with problems that are important to them you can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts and it is out right now so go listen to we're here to help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. So the other thing about all this is to be a black guy in baseball, you had to be better. Right. Like you can't be equal to the other white guy. You have to be better than the white guy. Quote, Ricky, quote, we already knew how they felt about us. You had to be great. No blacks on the bench. No black guys backing up. You had to be a star. Right. I didn't realize until he said this, but you think about when I was a kid, I was like, oh, right. All, Every- of, the, all of the guys. So there's they're, they're, uh, specialty players. So there's a guy who comes in and just hits in the ninth inning. There's a guy who just pl- backs up second and short. Like they had these very specific positions. They were always white guys. Right. Always white guys. Right. Um. Right, yeah. So it's integrated, but it's not integrated, right? It's the 80s. They're, not, they're definitely not there. Um, you need to... No, I just thought maybe Luke was here locked out. But that would be... He's probably just lost in Burbank somewhere as usual. Well, it's expected. No. We couldn't open the van door this morning. For those, for those of you listening or yeah. watching, we couldn't... Uh, I'm taking the van today to go on those dates that I promoted, mm-hmm. and uh, we couldn't get the sliding van door to open or shut. Yeah. <laughs> So so Luke just took it to a place, and the guy, I think, was basically like, you mean open it like this? And, and then Luke just, was like, cool. Uh, <laughs> can you check the tire pressure, and then I'll be on my merry way, good sir. Um, so one time Ricky doesn't run hard to first base. So basically he hits a, he hits a ball in the air. It's going to be an out. Right. And well, he, so why, he slows why it. Why wouldn't he run if, he, if, it's, uh, pop, well, if it's up in the air and the black catches it? What's the problem with it? <laughs> So the the idea being that uh, if you hit a pop up and the guy drops it, you you'll be safe, right? Uh, right. But also, like I watch games it's now, a fascinating and I, and game, isn't he? If you hit it to certain players, yeah, sometimes they drop it. Sometimes they drop it, which but is usually, amazing. but you can tell who the good players are. Right. So if they hit it to that player, it's an out. Right. So like if they know. hit it to another player, you go, this could not be an out. Right. That's how it works. Greasy hands, Henry, under it, getting ready. <laughs> you can see the oil dripping off the palms of his hands. I tell you, Jimmy, we've been telling him to take off the grease for years, but he loves he the grease. He insists upon it. He's the Sicilian superstar, <laughs> and he's just covered in oil. Uh, so uh, he, he in this game, he doesn't run out the ball, and then 
he doesn't take him out of the game immediately, Kennedy. He waits until he takes his position and then calls him. Makes a show of it. So it's a show. It's humiliation, right? right? He does that a couple times. So in Kennedy's mind, he's teaching Ricky how to play baseball the right way instead of making him a better player, which is what the previous coaches did. The previous coach is like, I'll show you how to do things. This guy's just like, I'm going to show you how to play the game the right way, and then you'll know how to play the game. Yeah. So he thinks he's making him a better player by enforcing all these rules and breaking him. They're breaking him. I can't emphasize this enough. The white coaches were trying to break the spirit of the black players, and then they could play the game. Remind you of anything? (laughs) It's me and and you. No. No, I, I'm not the political voice on the show. I'm a very, I keep it pretty blue sky vanilla, Jack. Um, so Ricky's not alone in this. He's doing it to Norris. And Norris is an MLB player who's just down working on his right. stuff. So during one game, Norris is getting hit hard, uh, but he doesn't care because he's not, cons- he doesn't care about the score. He's, he's trying, trying to work to- on a specific right, pitch right. and they're hitting it. Um, and Kennedy's losing it. He's losing his fucking mind. Uh, and he 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 takes Norris out of the game. They get into an argument. After the game, they get into a fist fight in the showers. Shower. I should say shower. They had one shower. So this is a tight fist fight. <laughs> Can't fully really cock back to pop him. You know, God, Jesus. Ah, the soap. God damn. All right, if you two have issues with each other, get in that one shower and fight it out. out. It's shower fight time, boys. Come on, boys. Only one will survive. <laughs> so a few days later, Ricky uh, comes home from a road trip. His apartment's been robbed, and he's fucking done. He's like, I can't. This place is bullshit. Well, he's been the one stealing all the bases. Thank How does you. he like it? He calls his mom, and he's like, I want to play football. I'm done with baseball. And then... I wonder if that robber had any clue the ripple effect of the I know, robbery. right? Yeah. Brian doesn't even know. Yeah. Um... Finley then, uh, he then calls Finley. And he can do this because he knew Finley from when he hung around as a kid. Mm -hmm. So he has a a relationship nobody else has with their owner, right? right? So he he calls him and he goes, I want out of New Jersey. If you don't take me out of here, I'm quitting baseball. And the next day, Kennedy calls Ricky into his office. I understand you have an issue with how horrendous everything's been. <laughs> I understand you don't like racism. Is that what uh, you're telling me? Here we go. <laughs> Quote, I heard you talk to the owner. The owner tells my, me my instructions are to leave you alone. And that was that. Ricky now knows how much power he has. That is awkward, too, when it's just like, you're like, because like, Finley was probably like, look, leave him alone, asshole. Don't yeah. talk to him like that anymore. And there's a, so I understand you have a problem with how I'm talking to you. <laughs> well, he wanted to be known that I know what you're fucking doing. Yeah, right. Yeah, right? exactly. But that's like the conversation. You're like, I don't I want to avoid this. Yeah, this is what I didn't want to do. what I was do. calling Just about. shut up and leave me alone. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not supposed to talk to you about things anymore, huh? <laughs> well, don't worry about that. That's not going to happen again. That's why I called you in here to talk to you. Uh, so in in a game around this time, Ricky, so he hits a ball. So this is this is scorekeeping in baseball. You you hit a ball to a guy, right? Uh, if the guy catches it and throws you out, you're out. Okay. You don't get a hit in right. the stats. It doesn't count as a hit, if even you, though you've hit the ball. 
Yeah, if you hit it to the guy and he drops it, that's yeah. known as an error. You also don't get a hit in the stats because yeah. that guy could have gotten you out but didn't. You should have been out. But I've hit the ball. Yeah, but you hit the ball to a guy. Yeah, but he didn't do his part, so. But that's on him. But I should. Who, it, in the stats, you don't get a hit because you actually didn't do your job. I did do my job. He's not caught it. I've hit the ball <laughs> properly with the right spin on it so that he's unable to catch it. <laughs> well, now there's a guy called the scorekeeper who decides if you if you hit it so hard he, he couldn't have caught it. Too. <laughs> <laughs> so Ricky does that one day, hits it at a guy. The guy throws it over the first baseman's head into the stands. Okay, and the and the scorekeeper marks it as an error. Right. And Ricky is on the field pointing up at the scorekeeper, telling him he's wrong. He's like, I made it to the base first. It wouldn't have mattered. Right. So the guy's like. The scorekeeper's like, I'm not used to this interaction, to be quite honest with you. Well, it's a minor league team. So the scorekeeper's also like, he does the laundry. He does all kinds of shit. Right, right, right. Sorry, I was sewing numbers (laughs) onto the jerseys. So he's a guy Ricky knows really well. So um, later, he's in the box scoring the game, and the phone rings. The outside line. And uh, he picks it up. Hello? Quote, Jimmy, what in the fuck are you doing to me? What? Ricky had run about 650 feet to Kennedy's office during the game to call the scorekeeper. He stole the office? (laughs) To call the scorekeeper. And now he's demanding the scorekeeper change it back to a hit. And Kennedy's there like, boy, I... I, Kennedy's not there. Oh, he's not. Okay, okay, yeah. No, he's... Everybody's playing the right, game. Right, right. Ricky, <laughs> the guy's like, "Um, uh, Ricky." <laughs> so he is freaked out. Afterwards, he talks to both managers, and both managers are. It should have been a hit. Now, Jimmy, how did Ricky get fifteen <laughs> home runs this game by your count? So he changes it back to hit, and he tells Ricky, and Ricky says, "Quote, man, fuck you. It should have been a hit already." Oh, wow, you're welcome. <laughs> are you okay? Okay. So Ricky's now getting a lot of press, and. Uh, and he asked Norris to read one of the stories, and Norris realizes Ricky can't read. Oh, wow. So Norris then teaches Ricky, helps Ricky learn how to read. Right. And he said in about three weeks, he picks it up. Wow. Ricky's very smart. Good Lord. Um, he's, Ricky's, like, got a baseball brain that you would die for. Like, he's, he's a genius. Um, so with Kennedy off his back, Ricky starts doing this thing that he's always done, which is talking to himself more. Ricky? Ricky talks to himself. Okay. Uh, so he'd always done it a little bit, but now that no one's like giving him shit, he's doing it louder. Right. Norris heard him talking to himself in the dugout and, uh, sometimes he would talk to himself in the third person. Oh, wow. That's even more. Is there another Ricky on the team? Uh, leave me alone. <laughs> he would sit Ricky, you got to do better. I'm trying. <laughs> You're better than me. Norris said he heard him say, quote, Come on, Ricky. Uh, you know Ricky don't play that shit. Ricky, you know that fastball can't beat you. So he's kind of talking himself up and talking himself through it, uh-huh. what's going to happen and yeah. how things work. There's athletes who do that for sure. Ricky, third, The third person's yeah. a fun wrinkle. The, the third person's a fun but there's definitely athletes who yeah, do yeah. that. So, um, so he starts sliding into bases differently also because – He's scared he's going to break his ankle. He he runs Crotch first, right? He runs like he's playing so a guitar fast. Solo. He goes ass first. Oh man, I love that. Like legs spread. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jesus, Ricky. Ricky's doing the why. <laughs> Ricky runs so fast that he is scared he's going to hit the base too hard uh, with his feet. So he starts sliding head first because then you can touch the base and kind of move right. around it and do different things. So. Um, 
one time he slid on his his tuckus. Well, his abdomen. And there's a belt buckle there, and he stood up and he was covered in blood because the belt buckle just scraped him. And Ricky's died. <laughs> Ricky's been hit. <laughs> Howard Bryant quote: His uniform looked like a crime scene. Oh my god! After that, he started landing. The on idea his... that you got to wear belt buckles while playing a sport. I know. I know. Yeah, it's crazy. All right, now the cummerbund. Um, so he started. He started landing on his chest instead so to avoid in? that. Yeah, he's chesting in. I feel like lose the belt. You know? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me unsheath this sword. I don't know if I'm going to slide with it anymore. <laughs> um, he's also like, he's not a big drinker. He's not doing drugs. Um, he eats really well. Sure. He only lifted weights for his arms. The rest of his body was natural, natural oh, athletic. I was hoping he's just going to turn into some sort of like, like you ever see, just you a see, huge arm guy. Well, if he, like there's, there's, there's like, the guys who shoot oil into their yeah, arms. There's yeah, there's like those, those fake biceps where it looks yeah. like someone's just a regular guy and then has two bowling balls in their biceps. Yeah. Like, he's all I could afford. It's good. It's oil. It's fine. Um, he would always point at his body and say, quote, this is my castle. This is my museum. It's not really your museum. It's Ricky's museum. <laughs> well, it's your castle, I get. It's but the museum, Ricky's museum. So you, this is the hall of Ricky. <laughs> so you keep different old things, like uh, like a history yeah. of your body? Yeah, there's the Ricky relics. In your body? Let me take you to the East Wing. Okay. Let me show you where the security guards hang out. And? This is the dumpster. Okay. Yucky. Those are what you think's in a museum. <laughs> those, are the big, those are the big attractions. So if you're thinking about museums, you think security guards, dumpsters. <laughs> yeah. No, well, no, there's, first of all, there's, there's the Ricky relics. Right, the relics. So there's, there's the, an, you know. Yeah, the, sure. The, yeah, antiques? the antiques? Is that what you're going to call the museum <laughs> stuff? <laughs> antiques. The old antiques. Oh, God. Uh-huh. All right. So look, we found a buyer. He's a fucking idiot. <laughs> Um, so Ricky, uh, starts the next season in triple day, triple A ball. So he's moving up. Triple A ball is the last one before the majors. Right. He doesn't, he's in Ogden, Utah. He doesn't think he should be there. He's like, I should have skipped triple yeah, A. I, I should say, be in the major like, leagues yeah, now. Right. Um, so he's got a bit of a chip on his shoulder that year. The A's manager is like, you can get the up major. It's like, you can get more playing time. I don't want you sitting on the bench, okay. which is what would happen. Um, but the A's are fucking bad. Because the Finley won't pay free agents time is here, and they are a terrible, terrible team. Um, he Finley actually suspends the best player on his team for asking for more money. Smart. Smart. It's works, good. It works both. It's good in two ways. Yeah. And those are? That it upsets your best player. Sure. And that's it. Oh, I thought you said there were two. Huh? Two. I thought you said there were two. Yeah, there are. Yeah. Yeah. It your best now your best player is upset. Uh-huh. Long term. <laughs> um and then on June twenty fourth, so a couple months into the season, Ricky is called up to the majors. Uh, he gets the minimum salary, which is seventeen thousand five hundred. The A's are a mess. Mm-hmm. During a game, the manager and an outfielder started arguing in the dugout, and the player picked up a bat and started swinging it at the manager trying to hit him. Nice. Security had to be called, and it was a doubleheader, two games back-to-back. So for the rest of the day, security sat on the bench in the dugout between the player it's and the fine manager. Fine energy, fine vibe for sure. It's totally fine. 
Imagine, can you imagine? And now he's swinging the bat at him, and he's missed the manager's head by two swings. The security guards are out there now. They're sitting on the bench. Um, the player was sent down to the minors after the game. Okay. For what? I don't know. They don't talk about it. I would love some insight into right? what happened. In July, the A's go to Boston. Dennis, Dennis Eckersley is a pitcher on Boston, and this is the first time he ever sees Ricky Anderson. So Ricky had this thing where he would walk up to the plate so slowly, it's the slowest thing you could ever see. Mm-hmm. And then he'd look up and down his bat, and he'd just tap it a few times. And this is his first year. This is a rookie. <laughs> so you're not supposed to do this kind of shit as a rookie. Yeah, right. This is something they might let you do when you get older. Yeah, yeah, right. But as a rookie, they're like, no, no, dude. Yeah. No, get up there and get in the fucking box. 15 minutes. So Eckersley said, quote, my first reaction was, look at this motherfucker. Who is this? First two at-bats, Eckersley makes sure to get him out. Third at-bat, Ricky gets a hit, and then he steals second. And Eckersley would later say, there was no point in trying to keep him on first. What's, quote, what's the use? Fuck it, just take the base. After three games, Eckersley didn't think any catcher in the league could stop Ricky Henderson and he also noticed that Ricky, when there was a strike called, Ricky would tell the umpire that was wrong and say, get your shit together. Every time? Like most, time, most times there was a strike. He's like, no, man, that's not what we're doing here. Totally you need was. to work on yourself. Like he's just like, <laughs> he's just like it's great. nonstop like yeah. telling people. I called it a ball. Oh, yeah. sorry. I misunderstood. Um, so the A's get a new manager. Okay. A gentleman named Billy Martin. Oh, God. <laughs> Call back. Quit, pretty soon after, Finley sells the team to the owners of Levi's Blue Jeans. Nice. Walter Hoff. All right, so you're going to be playing in denim. <laughs> Hope everyone likes denim. All right? There you go. Look at these, huh? Ever heard of a button fly? There's no way. There you go. They didn't think of that tight. at some point. Let's get real tight with it. <laughs> Huh? There you go. Boys, we're going to be called the Dungarees. <laughs> All right. We're the Oakland Denims. <laughs> there we are. Uh, so Ricky signs a new contract for $30,000 a year. Okay. Now, the major league stolen base leader is Lou Brock. He had just retired the year before, 938 stolen bases in his career. He has okay. the record. He also has the single season record, which is 118. Um, the American League record is 96. So those are the three records Ricky can sure. beat. Um, there's 182 games in a season, so right. whatever. Oh, sorry. Right, 162. Whoops. Uh, Aaron, we, we love you getting involved, but when it's correcting Dave, we don't, we don't love the energy. Oh, no! Uh-uh! Yeah. I didn't know we do this! Dave, go third person. Dave don't like that! There you go. Yeah, see, Aaron, you see what you've done? He's triggered. Um... So Ricky wants those records. As he said when he was 17 years old, yeah, I'm right. going to do that. Right. Um, he loves stealing bases. In April, Ricky stole home and broke the catcher's ankle. <laughs> what? He stole Sliding home, in? slid so hard he broke the catcher's wow, ankle. Wow, okay. If Ricky got on first, it's basically a run score. So is second to third harder to steal? It is, right? Second to third is much harder to yeah, steal. Yeah, so Because so the catcher has a shorter yeah, distance to throw. Yeah, so... So he's able to... He, yeah. He, <laughs> okay. he would steal second, third, and home. Probably annoying. 
It's the kind of stuff you see in Little League. Yeah, right. Like a kid gets on base, you're like, that kid's going to score. I go to a lot of Little League games yeah, yeah. alone. No, I know. The, the energy it's not there good. is crazy. I'll yeah, tell you, when you, you go to a, let me tell you what uh-huh. it's like when you no, go to a Little League game alone, uh-huh. and someone asks, which kid is yours? Yeah, it's- uh, And you say none of them? Because you're making them uncomfortable. Yeah, they they are so weirded out by What it. are you wearing? What do you mean? To the game? Yeah. I'm just a, a shirt that I've written on. What does it say? I want to be Papa for a most. Yeah, again, I gotta. We gotta stop you. You shouldn't do this. It's Number six not... nine on the back of the jersey. No, nope. that's for comedy. Absolutely not. Absolutely and then I, you know not. what else I have are those uh, AM FM headphones uh-huh. with the little antenna on them. They don't make them anymore, but you can get them on eBay. Uh huh. Yeah, I'm sitting there, fanny pack. I'm eating a bunch of gummy worms. Someone comes up, they go, "Which kid's yours?" I go, "None of them." And the parents are such. What what is it with you, baseball parents? You're so it's like more you. you get weirded out so easily. Ah, it's you're an uncomfortable human being. Why? Because I'm eating gummy bears. Well, there's a lot more to it. The 69 on the shirt, the whole uh, the whole thing actually is bad. Are you wearing what's your pants? Are you wearing pants? Yeah, of course I'm wearing pants. I'm wearing short shorts. I'm wearing jorts. Yeah, I'm wearing jorts. I'm wearing jorts where you can see the pockets hanging down. <laughs> okay, yeah. let's not do what? this. The whole look is right no, there. We're gonna not do that anymore. And I'm on one of those uh, two wheeled, um, you know, little thingamajiggies, the little balance thing. What do you call it? Segway. Yeah, yeah. I'm on one of those little. <laughs> things. Yeah. I ride down there. Bunch of gummy worms in the fan pack. AM FM headphones on. Yeah. I'm wearing the glasses that are glasses, but you can flip them down uh-huh. to get sunglasses uh-huh. on. I got this mustache. Yeah. And then you get someone goes, which kid's your? Like, they, what, they, this is what I don't like. When they ask you, uh-huh. they already kind of know the answer. Yeah. And you go, none of them. And they go, whoop. And then, you know what I mean? It's just like, it's the energy. I'm there. I'm, I'm a fan You're, of the sport. I know. It doesn't seem like it. Well, I don't know. Go to adult games. Go to uh, college games. Nah. Just nope. no? No. No way. <laughs> no, the game's different. Aaron, how old's your kid? Two. So in like five years, he'll be Gareth will be coming to your kids' games. I'll go with you. It's not, I, I don't like the tone. I'm there. I'm just hanging. I'm hanging. Mm-hmm. I'm the guy smoking one hitters in the porta potties. No. I'm the cool dude. Okay. Yeah. No. Nothing you've said is cool. A fanny pack full of gummy worms ain't cool. No. Okay. How long are you in the? I live at the park. I've been living at the park for <laughs> about a year and a month now. Um, so Sometimes when I get tired, I have a pillow from home and I lay in the stands. Yeah. I'm also, I should say I'm loaded on gin. Okay. Okay, go ahead. Ricky made uh, the all-star team. Is Ricky year. Um, he, drove, he drove fans crazy. So if you remember the Billy Martin episode, Billy Martin drove the other team crazy. Yeah. So Billy's teaching him that. And loves it. Um, it's Billy Ball. That's what Billy right, Ball is. Yeah, right. So Tigers manager Spark Anderson is furious when the A's steal home in two consecutive innings. It's just not something, I guess it's against the rules. I don't know. And the second one was a triple steal. So all the players ran at once on all the bases. Wow. That's embarrassing. After that happened, the catcher went into the dugout and destroyed the water cooler with a bat. <laughs> <laughs> deserve hydration ricky has stolen 50 bases on july 27th um he's very aggressive he's very annoying quote i try to make the pitcher look at me and concentrate on me it gives the batter an edge totally i mean if you're the pitcher and you're like this guy 
you can tell as soon as the pitcher's focusing, focusing too much on the yeah. guy, like he's probably going to give up a hit now. Right. Um, so uh, he just uh, he he's trying to make a make a mistake. So he's built like a like I said, he's built like a football running back. Someone asked him about his slide. He said, "Quote: You ever been in an airplane? You see how an airplane lands? That's me. I'm like an airplane. So, so it's Ricky a chest Pete. down, <laughs> arms out. And uh, isn't it true that he went?" <laughs> And like I said, he takes forever to get into the batting box. It's, he's just enraging just, pitchers and, and catchers. Right. Because, again, there's a white guy, unwritten rule, and now right. this guy is doing fucking everything right. the opposite. Right. And it's they, called the Bill of Whites. <laughs> <laughs> a magazine ranked him as the third biggest hot dog in Major League Baseball. Third biggest hot dog? What, showboater? Yeah. Okay. Managers are now complaining about his crouch stance, saying he shouldn't be allowed to do that. Right. Knees to nipples. But there's no rules. You can stand any way you want. Right. So Billy sees himself as a... They should probably start writing some of these rules down. <laughs> They're unwritten, yeah, man. Just doesn't make <laughs> so Billy sees himself as a player's manager. He h- hangs out with the players. He drinks with them afterwards. Sometimes gets in fistfights with them. Sure. He's a regular man of the people. The ones he liked anyway, he hung out with. So he could not connect with Ricky. He loves Ricky. Ricky will not give him anything ricky's really great in the clubhouse uh but but he's sort of apart from the team at the same time he does not give any deference to veterans you're supposed to like right you're supposed there you're supposed to walk in and and like thank them for their service and then you have to carry their bags there's all these different fucking things that they're supposed to do He's not interested. He's right. like, I'm. He walked in. He's like, I'm as good as the best. Well, to, that's in the dugout. To be fair, if it's called the team, so it seems like. Also, he is as good as the best, though. Right. Like, if you're the one of the greatest baseball players of all time, top five. Yeah. You walk in and you're like, right. So you're not as good as me. Yeah. They're not. Right. But still, <laughs> what am I supposed to carry the bag for myself? Uh, he's just not in awe in it, of any of them. So players could only steal when Billy told them to. You can't just run when you want. Interesting. Every manager gives you the signal. Right. Some managers say, do what you want. That's very, very rare. Okay. Um, so with 30 games left in the season, the A's have no chance at the playoffs. Uh-huh. And Ricky has 66 steals. What's the record? 80-something? 90-something? I think it's 96 for the American League. Okay. Um, so, so Billy wants to get in good with, with Ricky. He wants to get what on the inside. amazing dynamic. Right. For the manager, be like, I gotta kiss this guy's ass. Like, do you want to like kick it with him so bad? You're like, I just, Ricky, you do whatever you want. Do you want to? You want to manage? What do you want to do? What so, do you say we go hang out? So Billy turns him loose. He's like, whatever you want to do. So he steals when with no restrictions on him. He steals thirty four bases and breaks the season, single season record wow. in the AL in that month. He, wow. He, he yeah. He, so over whatever it is, five months. I think the season is. Is it five months? Six months. Six months Aaron, he steals the attitude. Six months he steals sixty six. One month he steals thirty four. Right. It's so it's and Billy's just like, <laughs> let's go get pizza, buddy. <laughs> what do you say, champ? Let's go. What do you say, huh? Am I the only one who wants to watch some TV at a slumber party, a two man slumber party? <laughs> we have so much in common. But other teams are furious, sure, because it's amateur shit to steal when it doesn't matter. Right. It's just not done selfish to go for a record they sure. can't believe what's happening right he gets another race now he's making one hundred and eighty-five thousand dollars a year there we go 
He gets an endorsement deal with a Japanese sports equipment club, Mizuno. Uh-huh. Uh, free equipment and $1,000. Okay. Pretty good deal. What, the, guy who, the guy who says, you know, a lot of people think Ricky was dumb, but the guy who negotiated that contract was like, he's one of the hardest people I've ever negotiated with. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, Ricky, uh, Ricky's very quiet around sports writers. Some players like Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson's doing like a Muhammad Ali thing. He's talking endlessly about himself. He's doing that. But Ricky is like, I'll just show what I do on the field. Uh-huh. Um, he, which is weird, right? It's yeah. like a juxtaposition with what yeah, he's right, doing. Yeah, right, right. But boy, does he show. Yeah. Um, and he's funny with his teammates, but he's self-conscious about his speaking ability, which he picked up when he was a kid. Right. Coming from Arkansas. Right. Um, also, uh, he doesn't want to be the butt of a joke by using the wrong word. He's very self-conscious of like, I'm not that great at speaking. Like right. I, I, when he's when, dyslexic when he's, too, right? when he's very, com- yeah, yeah, when he's very comfortable around people, it's fine. Right. He, in the dugout, he has a good time, but he still is known to misspeak and say a word sure. that's off or whatever. Sure. Um, and now we're talking about writers. Right. So yeah. with sports writers, he sees them very literate. They're very smart. So he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to be mocked. And they're all white. Hmm. All of the sports writers in the 80s are sports white. Writers. Right. Sports writers. Sure enough, find out later, the Oakland Beat writers secretly had a T-shirt made mocking something Ricky said including the grammatical and phonetic errors. So his fear... Yeah, it's real. ...was completely real. Uh, Ricky, what about us intimidates you? (laughs) So he sensed it. We have merch. He sensed it. He also was like, if you're a black dude from Oakland, why in the fuck would you ever trust a big gaggle of white guys? Right. What the... I I, I find that to be a bit racist. (laughs) Uh, The only guy on the team... Kept at arm's length is Billy. Oh, Billy. Billy's like, Billy? I mean, Billy's just like looking out a window when it's raining. Like, <laughs> what will it take, Rick? Just want to be your friend. I'll let you steal every base. Whatever you want, Ricky. You, you forget the part, and then he picks up a gallon of whiskey. Glug, 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 Yeah, yeah. He's like, Ricky, I love you. Uh, so Ricky says he doesn't want to get too close to a manager because if he gets released, then it just like, it's, it's like a relationship. Nice. And he, he's like, I don't want to kill him. Wow. You know, like, so hard of stone. Um, Billy talks to, uh, Norris and he's like, please, please get me in with Ricky. So look, I have feelings for one of the players. <laughs> Why doesn't Ricky like me? It's not that he doesn't like you. He just... Um, he won't hang. He doesn't. He's not a hang. I want to drink whiskey with him and kick it. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is there anything I can do? Does he want to manage? Does no. he want to wear my clothes? No. He I, just, could, he's, I could get him a car. He doesn't need a car. He's got a car. I just will do anything. I know. I got a, I got his face tattooed on my shoulder. Oh, do you Jesus. think he'll like that? No. It's it weird. Hurt. It's weird. I know. I, I, well, Holy now I gotta, shit. It's big. It's very big. It's yeah. kind of back to shoulder to neck. Sort yeah. Of. The guy did a bad job, but um, I, I don't know. I it just, looks like MC Hammer. Well, I, I look. I can't really see it honestly myself. It's, yeah, it's strange. But if I flex my neck, it's sort of you it's can see it terrible. Looks a bit like no, yeah, not no. at all. Well, I I don't know. I mean, I've I've done literally everything I can. I've actually been leaving chocolates in his locker. Yeah, that's I'm, not going to help. I've left him a couple notes um, from your secret manager, <laughs> um, and there's just I don't know. Is it? Yeah, what it's is not. It? I don't know. I've just. 
begging the guy. I know. I just would love to have it. I think if, does he like movies? He, yeah, I'd love I mean, to take bit. him to a movie. What does he like? Has he seen Pinocchio? Yeah, I think so. Oh, my God. I'd love to see it with him. <laughs> I'd love to go see Pinocchio with him. Will you ask if he'll go see Pinocchio with me? Okay. Please? Yeah. We can cancel the double header. Okay. Uh, whatever. Yeah. We could just, anyone could sit in and just manage. Okay. I just would love to do something with him. I just, uh, you know. It might be that you're, this is too much. Is it too much? I think so. I think what has happened is that I feel him withdrawing and yeah. that space that distance is too much for me, so I'm trying to make up for it by meeting him in the original space we were in. Yeah. And the further that he goes away, the closer that I get. Um, the thing I slept where, in his hedge. The thing where he came in the locker room the other day and you were wearing his jockstrap? Yeah, on my head. That was not good. And I said, best friends, do this? <laughs> he, what yeah, about that? That wasn't good. He didn't like that. No, that was weird. Do you think he knows it was his? Yeah, it says, it says Ricky on it. It's right, yeah. I wasn't yeah. sure if he, I mean, I know he, okay. Yeah. I'll talk. A man, to you. The, the role of a manager trying to BFF with someone on your team is so awkward. <laughs> it really is. It doesn't happen it often really enough, is. and it's just really strange in yeah, a way. Yeah, it is. And all, yeah. all I want to do is just be his buddy, be his <laughs> pal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. All right. Let him know I'm down for okay. I'm down for whatever. Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll make a cake. Him. I'll eat a cake. I'll I'll do whatever he wants. Yeah. It can be cake related. It can be outside of cake. We can do yeah. anything. Okay. We can we can do the we can clean the grass together. Okay, that's you know, not a I, thing. Let, I would love to brush my teeth next to him. Okay, ask him if he wants to sleep sleep here with me. We, nothing weird, but <laughs> I have sleeping hats, and I've actually He's, got a set of pajamas made specifically for I, him. Not helping. I want to share a bed like the Three Stooges. This would. is not helping. Okay, I'm just saying there's options. If he wants to shower, I'll shower. If he doesn't, I won't. What does he want, though? It seems like the more space I give him, the more that he enjoys it. And that's, he's driving me nuts. Yeah. My wife is just, my wife won't even talk to me. Sure. All I talk about is Ricky. Right. Oh, God. Just, I'm freaking in love with the guy. <laughs> so he does talk to Norris, and Norris does talk to Billy. And talk to Ricky or Billy? Uh, uh, sorry, Ricky. Okay. And 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 so Ricky gives him a chance. Thank you. Thank you. And him and Billy start hanging out. This is so fun. And then they start drinking together. There we go. So I said it. I told you you'd be a good team. And in short time, they're close friends. Love you. Uh, in in Ricky, Billy sees one of the greatest players ever who can play Rick Billy's way. Right. Billy's style of baseball. So there's a very specific moment when Ricky became the favored one that all the players noticed. So they, they went out drinking as a team and then they got back to their hotels and it was like, you got to be at the ballpark in like three hours. So they're all crazy hungover. Which is just crazy yeah. for a manager to be like, all right, we got three hours to do this. Like, what? So they're all hungover. They're sitting there. And the thing about Billy is Billy loved food. Uh, he knew every every chef in town. He had a personal chef at the ballpark. Coaches always ate great. Players did not. Mm -hmm. So one night, so they're there in that morning, and they're all starving, and the coaches are upstairs just chowing. And uh, Ricky finally yells, I want some food. And Billy says, quote, you want something to eat? Come up here and get something. Not the rest of yous. Unheard of. Right. He never did that. So Ricky grabs food and all the other players are like watching him eat and saying, that's your daddy. He's your daddy now. Mm, waffles. <laughs> so 
Billy and Ricky do everything together, even quail hunting. Billy, I mean, for Billy. <laughs> he's just like, I just, oh, God. Ricky, this is going to sound crazy, but will you freaking marry me? Like, he's just like, oh, saw everything I ever wanted. Hey, Ricky, what do you say we go quail hunting? Ricky said, quote, he treated me like his son. That man did everything for me. So it's like a father, they're turning into father-son relationship, right? right? Yeah, uh, it's montage time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the next season, the A's build an ad campaign around Ricky, right? He's uh-huh. their guy. But that season, Billy's drinking really becomes a problem. Okay. Drunk Billy liked to fight players. Yeah. There was labor tension also in the league, and the owners are still mad the players got free agency, and they're trying to do little tricks to reel it in. Sure. And on June 10th, 1981, the players go on strike. At the time, Ricky leads baseball in walks, steals, runs, and he's the second best hitter. Okay. <laughs> the strike goes on for 50 days. They start back up with an all-star game. So they're like, we're going to take the best players, have them play a game. Okay. They do not pick Ricky to be one of those players. Weird. He's offended. Okay. Why? I don't know. Something about. The next month, one of baseball's top writers calls Billy the new Willie Mays. Calls Ricky? Rick, sorry. Yeah. Ricky the new. Sorry. It would be that. amazing if he called Billy. Yeah, this whole guy. The, the, the guy who's wasted. <laughs> <laughs> Willie Mays. Uh, so Peter Gamm calls him the new Willie Mays, um, who is considered to be the greatest baseball player of all time. So he's now being compared with the top. Uh-huh. Um, the A's go to the playoffs, lose to the Yankees. Ricky leads the American League in runs, hits, and stolen bases. So he's now a star. Right. He's a bona fide star. He's one of two front runners to get the American League MVP. The other guy is a teammate. Okay. And Billy said, quote, Ricky's the best player in baseball. Nice. So he throws in his, you know, the guy's like, weight. Shouldn't you? The other guy's like, no, you're my coach too. Come on. You, well, there's a reason I never asked you to go shoot quail. <laughs> All right? You're good, but you know Ricky. I don't have I ever asked you to get in a hammock with me? No. And well, I, I have with don't, Ricky. No, literally, nobody wants that. Has any, have I ever let you eat the upstairs chili? <laughs> Ricky has. You think about that? Have I ever gotten in the bubble tub with you? No. And then when I was sitting in with you, I said, must be something I ate as a good goof? No. Well, I have with Ricky. I get it. You like Ricky better. You think? <laughs> what was the tell? So... Uh, the MVP award goes to a relief pitcher. Okay. Which to what? guys, you can, you can hear Aaron over there what? go. What? Oh. That's insane. It, like, nope. If you don't know baseball, you're not going to understand this. But what is he explaining to me? I'm a, I'm a, they don't play every day. Oh, all right. They come in every you know few days, okay. and they and they uh, they, they do pitch an inning or two. And it's way less than Ricky's. Like time. Ricky's Ricky's playing, you know, six days a week. Right. Um, nine innings yeah. and this guy p- plays three innings it's in- in- incongruent with reality it is it also went to raleigh fingers who other plays ca- players called raleigh the vulture wow because raleigh would come in to, you're supposed to save the game you're supposed to protect the lead mm-hmm. he would give up the lead and then the other team and then his team would score the next inning and he'd get the win interesting so it's like stealing the other what Okay. So players nicknamed All right, Raleigh, get out there. Cost us the game. We'll figure it out. (laughs) You got it, coach. (laughs) Ricky comes in second. And 
and he still needs Billy's permission to steal. Wow. So he's he's got a it's a grudge. He's got a little against he's frustrated Billy. against everything. Everything, right. The next year, the A's are really bad. Um, Ricky wants to break Lou Brock's single season record of 118 steals, uh-huh. and the A's offer him a one-year $350,000 contract, and he says no. Wow. Times have changed. So that means it goes to something called salary arbitration, where the team makes the case, the player makes the case, and then the arbitrator decides who was right and how much he's going to get paid. That's weird. Um, and that could be rough, because the, t- the team now has to say why he's – not that good. Right. Which that lawyer's like, uh, I, I don't love it. Um. Ricky wants 535000 a year. Um, Ricky wins. But he does not forget what the team said about him right. in that arbitration. Oh, yeah, hearing. right. And it's strictly Because they have bus- to kind of like basically. Yeah, yeah. they got to talk shit. Yeah, right. And it's strictly business, but they have to like be like, yeah, well, he's not him. And, B- and Billy's like on the other side, like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Ricky, I'm sorry. Ricky, I love you. So the age, Ace gave him a large soning, a, soning, signing bonus check. Okay. So like whatever, a couple hundred thousand dollars of that up front or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, it's six figures. That's all we know. A little while later, the Ace accountants are looking through their accounts and something's out of whack. Hmm. And the accounting department starts freaking out. Okay. And then someone realized Ricky had not cashed the check. Interesting. And they call him, and he's like, yeah, man, I got it framed on my wall. Okie dokie. <laughs> bit of a, it's, not a, it's not a $1 bill from your first restaurant sale. He's like, it's my first really huge check. So right, I and the point is you probably cash that. Do you understand? Well, I got it on my wall. Yeah, but you probably want to cash that at some point. But he's also thinking, well, if it's on my wall, I'm not spending it. It's, it's, it's like his being like, oh, I'm saving that money. Right, it's in the bank. Not realizing, I don't think he knew that checks are void after six months. So anyway, they get him to cash a check. They're like, we'll give you a duplicate to put up there. Suckers. (laughs) After 49 games, Ricky has 50 steals. And Billy tells reporters he's going to make it a priority to get Billy the record. Ricky. Ricky the record. God damn it. It's okay. I love you. I love you. And we all love you. Mm. Billy has been uh, driving everyone crazy for years, but now he has this unstoppable base steal. It's like the most evil combination for unwritten rules guys right uh managers are complaining about his batting stance saying it's unfair pitchers are complaining catchers fucking hate him they want to hurt ricky Mm -hmm. when playing the angels when he's in the batter's box the catcher jumps up and gets in ricky's face and just starts screaming at him Get out of your crouch and hit like a fucking man. Amazing. Isn't that incredible? It's nuts. They're mad because he he's got but he's, he figured yeah, out a yeah, way yeah. to work the system yeah. and you're fucking mad. Like at a it. knuckleball pitcher, you're not like pitch it like a pitcher would. <laughs> like there's things. These, these things happen. It's the evolution of the game and like you know, the people train the like, entire quit shooting three, Steph Curry. <laughs> Dunk it like a real player. <laughs> the entire system is set up yeah. to do what he's saying. Stand like a man. Which is to fuck people out of of playing well. Essentially yeah. uh, unique stuff. Yes. And this guy's fucking... He also screams uh, 
Stop working the umps. Stop complaining about strikes after the catcher. Haven't you ever read the rules that no one can read? <laughs> after the game, the catcher said, "Quote: If he doesn't learn to button his lip, he's going to get punched out." So they're they're literally talking about punching yeah. him in the face right. now. Now, Ricky's also constantly talking at bat, saying, quote, come on, Ricky, he can't beat you with that. Is that is that all he's got? I hope he, hope, he better hope it isn't. Oh, he better hope it isn't. Like, he's up there saying that shit. So right. it's driving them fucking nuts. The catcher's hearing that yeah. and just being like, once catcher Rip Dempsey walks out to the mound to talk to his pitcher. Mm-hmm. Now, as a batter, you're supposed to just sit there in the box. Yeah. Sure. Instead, Ricky follows him out and is behind him because he wants to hear what the catcher's going to say to the pitcher. Allowed. That's it's certainly not, not allowed. It's that's allowed. Like a player. There's it no is. rule that says you can't okay, do so it. Okay, so now he's using the unwritten rule. <laughs> like, no, that one is, damn it. But, talk about an unwritten rule. Yeah. You're not supposed to listen to what they what say. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> My ears are burning. What did you say? Hello? Two coaches and an umpire almost had to tackle and hold Dempsey to keep him from killing Ricky. <laughs> But Ricky's like, the more mad you get, (laughs) the easier it is for me. I'm totally in your head. Ricky also doesn't seem to care about people's names. It's interesting. He either forgot them or he just didn't learn them. Sure. You you see the same people in Major League Baseball because you're going to the same cities. You're going, you're meeting the same staff. It's all the same. He never knew umpires' names. Hmm. Like one way to ingratiate yourself to the umpire is to walk up and go, hey, Eric. Yeah. And then you'd go about he'd walk up there, the umpire would be like, Ricky? And to every single umpire, Ricky would say, quote, Hey now, how you doing? Good, 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 good. And then he'd get in the batter's box. <laughs> <laughs> so he'd ask him and then answer. Yeah. Just, hey. <laughs> hey Ricky. Hey you. You good? No. He also called all the umpires blue, which makes umpires mad. Hey, blue. On August 27th, 1982, Ricky breaks the record, 122 stolen bases. Wow. They By stopped, four, right? Yeah. Yeah. In one game. Yeah. He yeah. went over it. Um, they stopped the game, and Lou Brock is there. He comes. I love that. That's always fun to me. All right. Here's the guy Get you just- there, second best. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when you have to go like for a few games if you're that guy. Like, he might break it this game. Yeah. 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 I'm just retired. Yeah. Um. Now, this was against the Brewers. The only person on the Brewers who acknowledged that he had done it by shaking his hand was the second baseman. Hmm. After the game, the Brewers manager said, quote, we treated Ricky as if he had no stolen bases. Nice. Cool. You got, No, you guys look better. Yeah. Yeah, See? you look good here. Thank you. <laughs> That's right. I think we taught him a pretty good lesson if you think about it. <laughs> you know, actually, in Milwaukee, we refused to acknowledge that, that it's one of our unwritten rules. By the way, we have a guy slide into a beer every home run. Oh, yeah? No, it's a beer. Ricky has a season with 130 stolen bases. Wow. But finishes 10th for MVP. Once again, a relief pitcher finishes ahead of him. Crazy. Every time it happens, he is out of his fucking mind. He he doesn't stop talking about it. He cannot handle that that happened. Wow. Um, Billy gets fired. And the A's then sign Ricky for $800,000. He's now a star. He's doing commercials. People are always looking to label Ricky. Selfish, arrogant. The style makes him mad. Ricky doesn't separate winning from style. Mm-hmm. White, these white unwritten rule guys separate winning from style. Right. Yeah. It's not, you You're can't, not winning. You can't do it 
if you're stylish, you can't win. That's that's in You're there. not winning the white way. Right way. <laughs> that's Jesus, right. Sorry. That's right. These it's are the guys happening. who drove oh, yeah. uh, the Satchel Page out of Satchel Page, right? right? Um, so Bryant, the writer of uh, uh, Howard Bryant, the writer of the Ricky Anderson book, quote, the black fans and players knew that pitting charisma against winning was false often racist choice yeah. and a way to punish the black players for playing with black style. Yep. So one night an A's pitcher is throwing a no hitter and Ricky's out in left field. He's made five outs in the game. Okay. The old fashioned way catching with two hands. Sure. Oh no. Uh, right. <laughs> this one. I think I know this. <laughs> the last out is hit to Ricky. So it's the last out of the no hitter. A no hitter. A no so hitter a is deal. a very me big. Through deal. The, what does that mean? It's when you you get every single batter out. Nobody, uh, but he, if and he nobody gets a hit. Right, because of the states thing <clears throat> from earlier. Yeah. yeah nobody gets a hit. Right. You can get a walk. You can't. A perfect game is when you don't give up a walk. Also, right. so it's a, right. it's a no hitter. Right. Balls hit to Ricky for the last out. And Pop fly head out of Henderson. Ricky quote. It started off in Oakland, just trying to be like Willie Mays. What was the pitcher's name? He pitched a no-hitter for us. Years later, Ricky does not remember the pitcher's name. Good Lord. Quote, it wasn't, it wasn't nothing I created. I just had style. So he just does this in the moment. That's crazy. He snatches at the ball Oh. as he swung his glove down to his side in one motion. So it's like he's swiping it and bringing the glove down and then smacks the glove against his hip. Oh, wow. People are so fucking angry. Because it's like you are risking, like for for your showmanship, you're risking that the ball could come out. Well, that's what they think. Right. But that's not. He caught the ball first. Right. Quote, you think I'm going to risk that? It's basically an optical illusion. Right. He just made something look cool, but right. he catches the ball. Right. He makes sure he catches the ball and then begins the motion. But it looks to them like he's swiping... Trying to like toss it to the ground, maybe or something. It's called the snatch. Wow, it's amazing. Ricky's like these people are here to see a show, and it's organic to him. He's like, this is a big fucking moment. Also, did he catch it? He did catch it. So there you go. It's a big moment. It's a really big moment. So he knows all eyes are on him, and he's like, well, I'm gonna do something special too. Right. I love he doesn't remember the pitcher's name. Isn't that great? He doesn't. Uh, it becomes a signature signature catch. He after this moment. Sure. And now across the country, kids oh boy. want to do it and coaches are losing their fucking minds. Well, to be fair, kids are probably like, whoops. You know what's very funny is we were all taught to catch with two hands. You two don't, hands? Yeah, you, you bring up, you, right, you, you catch it like with that, one hand. And then you just kind of cinch it. You, you cover it, right. You cover it. Right, the right. ball goes in your mouth and you cover it with the right, other hand. Right. They don't teach that anymore. Now they all teach Catch yeah. it with one hand and be prepared to throw. Right. So Ricky was right. Right. In a way. Sure. History smiles upon him. Yeah. Um, the next year, the A's offer Ricky 950000 A huge offensive number. Wow. Because there's baseball players, top baseball players, making $1 million. Okay. And they have offered him $50,000 less. It's like a double slap. Right. He's been the first guy to steal 100 bases in three straight years. So they go to arbitration. And the A's are like, he doesn't hit enough home runs. Stop. And they win. Uh, permission to, really? Yeah. Permission Re to whisper to the judge. 
don't really feel like saying it out loud. Uh, that's not how this works. Permission to pass a note to the judge. Okay. There you go. There you go. Can you just read it? Uh, but rather not. If you, you just read it out loud for the record. Um. Uh, permission to whisper to the judge about okay. the note passed. Yeah. Okay. Hey, so we're trying to keep it on the DL because uh, we don't want him to know what's going on. So, if possible, I don't want to read the note because the note says that he's not hitting enough home runs, and we think if that hear, if he hears that, that's going to piss him off. Okay. For the record, they don't think you're hitting enough home runs. Uh, but but uh, but uh, <laughs> it's not. There's no secrets in arbitration. And permission to time travel. <laughs> So Ricky's fucking livid. Most players don't let arbitration business uh, bother them. It's just business. Mm -hmm. Ricky takes it very personally. Right. Shows up to spring training the next year. He's not happy. Refuses to talk to the press. Then the manager, new manager, makes a new rule. A player was not allowed to take a day off unless they talked to him directly. A paper reported this From the press or from practice? From from a game. Okay. Okay. Um, the paper reports this rule is all about Ricky. Mm-hmm. The manager believed that the season before, Ricky kept taking day, go- day games after a night game off. Mm-hmm. So it's a short period of rest. Right. That's what the, he assumes. Th- this is not actually true statistically. It happens sometimes, but it wasn't. So this is what that's actually very, very. Falsely. It's actually very, very common to take a day game off after a night game sure. for players. Whatever. Yeah, but it's kind of it's the un it's unwritten rules, <laughs> if I may. Not okay when he does it. I don't want to say why. So this becomes part of Ricky's reputation. His reputation. It, it's written in papers. There's no quotes around it, but it's like fact. Um, uh, teams are very good at using reporters to push a narrative that will hurt a player's reputation and mm-hmm. then end up saving them money in free agency. Yep. And reporters are happy to do this for the team. God, I just can't think of a version of that in today's journalism. No, there really isn't any. Where, certainly, where someone carries the water. It certainly didn't for happen. The, it didn't happen recently with uh, Politico and Mayor Pete. Not David. What did I tell you? This is not a politically made. Back to the sports. Come on, chip chop, chippy chop chop. It's an unwritten dollop rule. We don't. We don't inter. We don't inter interject. Inject. Oh, God. I need Aaron. Can I get an IV? I am not doing okay. So this new manager, after he's made that rule, yeah, he says the A's need to go back to the pre-Billy days. PB. So he's essentially saying Ricky's not the focus. Okay. It's, Ricky takes it as a personal attack. Mm-hmm. And he comes out and the, at the beginning of the season just starts single-handedly destroying teams. <laughs> And then a big writer does a story on Ricky. Manager in the story praises him, but Ricky would not talk to the writer about baseball. Ricky would only talk to the writer about losing arbitration Mm -hmm. and his shitty contract. Wow. So the article paints him as very difficult, unselfish, very unprofessional. And you mean selfish? Uh, Sorry. yeah, Yeah, selfish. Very unprofessional. Um... His stats obviously say otherwise. Right. Worst of all, the manager had brought up Ricky's main competition for stealing bases in the major leagues, Mm. Tim Raines. He's like the other guy that can steal a lot. 
Quote, Tim Raines understood it more clearly. What a crazy thing to say. Ricky hasn't yet. What a crazy, that's like so. It's the unwritten rules. It's so crazy though to be like, like you're basic, what you're basically saying to some extent is like, I mean, basically he's like, I'm going to sacrifice like the, our best player yeah. just because I'm offended by the style. Yeah. So he is, he's, he doesn't care about the baseball. He yeah. cares about the unwritten rules. Right. He's there to take Ricky down. What race was the manager? It's weird. He's white. Uh, but, 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 we're not getting to a bad So he's basically saying Reigns is a better baseball player than Ricky. Ricky is obviously not happy. Yeah, yeah I wonder why. But the team immediately starts losing under this manager, and he is fired. Writer Peter Gammons puts out a nice lie and uh, says Ricky had undermined him and had once refused to hit third because, quote, his mother told him he was a natural leadoff hitter. Hmm. So this guy is just fucking Peter Gammons. Totally just making fucking it. Lying that, that out of his He's a very ass. famous yes, sports reporter. Yes, he is. Is he still around? Yeah. Yeah. All these things stick to Ricky. Sticky. Sticky. Sticky Ricky. The new manager comes in and says, Ricky, be Ricky. And he... he he is. He he gets in the next All Star game. Uh, he's a big. He's a sex symbol. He's in Playgirls, Men of Summer, Hot Nude Pictorial. You did one of those too, yeah, didn't you, yeah, for podcasts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you have what they call Pod Bod. Hot Pod. Yeah, I got a hot. hot you got pod a. Bod. You got a Pod Bod. Hot Pod Bod. Yeah. Hot Pod Bod. Yeah. yeah. By the way, <clears throat> beautiful dong. <laughs> if I may, sir. But now here's the problem. The A's suck. They need a lot of players. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> One way to get a lot of players is to trade your best player. Yeah. So they trade Ricky for more players. Um, Billy Martin has been working with the Yankees again. Oh He's like God. a special assistant. <laughs> he, please, 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 may we get him? Please, my best friend, my best friend with your quail. Yeah, he keeps telling Steinbrenner, like, we got to sign this guy. He's Come the real on. deal. He's the real deal. And plus, you just have never seen me happier. Do you know what laser tag is? Boy, Ricky does. And so he's traded to the Yankees. Comes into Billy New York. Must have, Billy. He has this reputation as not being a team guy. And then he meets the New York press. Dun, bum, bum, That's bum. the end of part one. God damn. It's funny because it's like I know who he is. Bar- I don't know a lot about baseball. I barely – I know – I mean he's so renowned that I know his name. I just didn't know I am, the level. I was. I'm a Giants fan. Yeah. Crosstown rivals of the A's. Right. Obviously love the Giants. Yeah. Could not get enough of Ricky Henderson. Interesting. Growing up, like yeah. that happens. Yeah, he was just incredible. Like there's you, certain players. <clears throat> we used to have Barry Sanders in the NFC. You'd be like, good lord. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You're like, yeah, they're you, so you good. Give it up. Yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah, no, yeah, I, yeah. this guy's amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. All right. Well, there we go. Uh, On next week's part two, we promised that Dave's going to try to keep some of the politics out of this. It was a little heavy handed at times today with some of the unwritten rules stuff. And uh, don't really like the kind of racial stuff you're kind of toying with in this one. Uh, I think here at the dollop, we believe that uh, anything that happened in the history of this country, um, it happened and we need to get over it and we need to just move past it because... Uh, it's really uncomfortable for certain uh, races in this country to think about it. And let's have respect for them, even though they took most of the stuff. We'll be right back after this dollop. Nailed that.
Felt good, huh? 